the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And welcome everybody to the Minnesota Football Show uh, post-decision day edition. Um, This is Bridget McDowell here with Eric and we are missing a Rodrigo thanks to some high school student germs. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Welcome back to the school year. Um, All right. Speedy recovery. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing today, Eric? I am well. Thank you, Bridget. Um, back from New Orleans. Uh, great recharge. Uh, love that city. Got to meet a bunch of folks that, I mean, it's a testament to pandemic times, like my supervisor for the nonprofit where I volunteer and work and uh, a bunch of my colleagues and a bunch of, you can't really call them clients because it's like a support group like we're all working together whatever but people that i've been working with now for two years <laughs> that i've never met in person so it was nice. very cool to meet them in person and, and and meet them in person and build that community and it was it was a good time and then and obviously music tons of music <laughs> um blues fest i hit all three days of blues fest and obviously spent time with frenchman where i love refresh for sure those are those were some good photos and video yeah. i enjoyed it it was a good time how about yourself nice uh good um played futsal yesterday an ill-advised uh shift in goal did not play you. well oh you, you uh, got out there though good for you yeah might be my last time for the year my oh leg no is, <laughs> my leg's done i think i'm retired um yeah we'll see but uh yeah this is the last busy soccer weekend. I've got headed out to St. Thomas this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after this, we'll just be sitting around watching uh, watching other teams play. So, <laughs> it's, and it's honestly, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of ready for it. Right. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean that's a good that's a good segue. We just let's just get into yeah. it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, well, let's start with the match yesterday that we were all kind of leaning on. Uh, Minnesota United at SKC, uh, a long history of failure, <laughs> which uh, continues, I suppose. Uh, Peter Vermees absolutely loves playing Minnesota United and loves smacking down Minnesota United and. You know, I, I was listening to, um, I think I was actually in New Orleans when I was listening to The Last Daves I Know, um, went on a run, and I think it was Jess, in fact, that predicted Johnny Russell being mm-hmm. a, a bit of an issue <laughs> historically and currently, uh, yeah. and uh, she, she, was, she pulled some Nostradamus. <laughs> she did. I mean, he's, he's always a, a big issue. He lives to, just as much as for me, as he loves to tear this team mm-hmm. apart um and yeah i mean good to, it's good to see him starting again bad for minnesota but it was good to see him starting again still with the uh with the quad injury i believe he had it all wrapped up um wasn't looking too good by towards the end um but uh yeah i mean he he scored too so um yep so all the all the guys we usually worry about uh, we're definitely out to play him and Shallowy, um, and then Kinda coming in later. But um, yeah, so going in, Minnesota needed a win plus a loss from Dallas or Portland or San Jose. Oh, I'm so proud. So of you. I was waiting to see if you're gonna. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. Very good. I only because I was live tweeting this and I was dropping like score updates through the first half um by halftime it was clear that it didn't matter what the other teams were doing um so i stopped doing it but um 
yeah, so none of those mattered if you were not getting a win. So, uh, yeah, final score was 3-1 Kansas City. Um, Boxy, after a, you know, bit of a bit of a giveaway um, and a gaffe on defense, got got a header to to bring the loons back. Um, a great header. I mean, man, it was he's great. Yeah. He was yeah. way up there. Yeah, we've seen him try it all season, so it's good to finally see him get one. Um, bad timing, but um, yeah, I mean, we can go back to the beginning of the game. Just kind of the weird. Uh, Macaulay rolls out a four-three-two-one Christmas tree deal. A uh, few changes. So it was Pookie up top, Fragapane and Reynoso, no Bongi, which we find out later. Um, Macaulay confirms after that um, he was so with the international break, he was playing for South Africa. He had to fly from Saint Africa to Paris and then back to Minneapolis and then get back into like Thursday night, Friday morning, something like that. Um, so obviously a little, little jet lagged, a little fatigued from, from playing as well. So um, something that we were kind of concerned about with the international break coming uh, the, the week before decision day. Um, but, you know, Pookie had to fly back from Finland. Um, still get the start, but so Fraga, up there and um in support not great uh not great at all but behind him it was Gregoosh trap dotson Gregoosh did not have a great game Gregoosh poor guy man Oof. yeah I mean, yeah that do you want to just talk about that first goal <laughs> was well, the first it, or second one that he completely blew uh, well right it was two of the, it was both of them I okay think. never mind the then. second one the, the second one was worse but yeah. it, both of them were his guy um he should have been uh he was watching Polito, who we is the other guy that we worry about also back from injury um just in time um yeah he they found all kinds of space yeah. in the back and with the it was interesting because with that four three in the back with uh i don't know debassi was on the left valentine on the right so no bristow i don't think bristow is even on the bench um not that it met it turns out it didn't matter um but uh debassi actually looked good but that but that left side was was supposed to be gray goosh um and it was interesting to see the the line of of the four with three in front of them. They were able to kind of hang back a little bit on defense, so they set a line, but no one was watching like the spaces in front of and between them. Um, so yeah, it was Gregoosh's guy, um, Polito, who kind of rushed in for that first one. Um, way too much space uh hard hard shot for Dane to get to too. I don't think he had a chance on that one. Um and then the second one, same thing, but with Johnny Russell. So yeah. uh from Polito, I think. Um I just remember him getting absolutely spun around. Like it looked yeah. It looked like a cartoon. <laughs> Dude, when when the guy whose leg is all taped up can just whip in on you like that. And uh, he looked like he looked like Reynoso, like a healthy Reynoso, you know, doing the doing the little turns right in traffic, right up against this guy, and and just squirts out on the other side, and boom, yeah, and great shot from Russell too. That was yeah, oh yeah, Credit beautiful you. shot. Um, and Dane had so on the first one, I I honestly don't remember. Second one from the first one from Russell, Dane had no chance. He was on the he was on the near post kind of watching for uh for deflection i think and russell just rips it to like behind dane and he dove for it but was like three feet short so um yeah great great goal but not not a good look uh for minnesota and i think that was was that how the half ended 2-0 if i remember correctly um so the first change Macaulay makes is 
pulling Gregus out and sending in Ariaga, um, which didn't change the formation all that much, really. It probably should have. I think they did press more into like closer to a 4-2-3-1 on attack. But um, yeah, Reynoso had no outlet. I think the best shot in the first half came from Debasi. Yes. Running, running like a full full pitch run. Um and that would have been really nice if it had gone in. It was it was a nice shot. But that was the best one of the first half for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, uh we, we the family was watching uh Beetlejuice, so I was uh probably ninety five percent into Beetlejuice and five percent into the match. <laughs> That's uh nice. Yeah. 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 Um, I was mostly just watching the the constant score updates on Match Center. Um, it was just like a side panel thing, and then I made that full screen and <laughs> just watching numbers pop up. Um, yeah. yeah. Any? Yeah. I think. What What's the question here? Are there? <laughs> there probably aren't that many positives to think about for the first half. Anything in the second half? I mean, at least they get a goal back too little too late like we already mentioned um anything maybe here's the question anything to build on to start things up again i mean it was a deep bench um and i guess i on in any other game when you're, where you're just looking for points and you don't need uh need a win um, going into the second half and you, and your subs are defensive. I didn't even realize this until later. I was I was focused on the Gregush thing, but um, Taylor also came in for Valentine in the second half. Um, and Valentine, I think, was semi at fault for the first goal as well. Um, but uh, like. If your first two subs when you're down 2-0 and you need a win defensive, why what what are you doing? Right? That's all of Twitter. Um just kind of watching the the, the loons Twitter light up and, and people just confused, like, why are you not should be going for the Hail Mary, right? Like throw in all of your attackers, throw in Bongi. Um you know, you're either your season's over or you get a play-in game. You're not trying to save anybody for anything. Right. Why wouldn't you just throw a few guys in? And every single sub was defensive up until Fragapane came out. Um, or, of course, I don't have that feed in front of me, but it wasn't, you know, I think Bongi did go in in the god oh i can look up too do you, yeah do you have a feed up <laughs> this is it like it was it, it was hard to keep track of when it got to a point where it was so late that it didn't even matter and it was uh, like okay great. he goes he goes so, in for, okay for on it, yep. yeah so <laughs> if you're waiting until there's 20 some that's right yeah 20 23 minutes left to play and at that point they needed three goals um in order to come out with the win and then like five minutes later Russell scores the second um and suddenly Minnesota needs four goals um I mean the 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 one goal from from boxy was a plus I mean he he can turn around and that was right after uh right after just handing it over to Russell for Russell's second and Kansas City's third on the night. Um, he made up for it a little bit with that with that header that we've we've seen him do before, um, and we've seen him try this season for. But uh, the whole thing was just kind of confusing and puzzling. Yeah. Like you've got 20 minutes left in your season. Like throw your guys in. Just do it. Um, and you know, Vermees is sitting there just sending in more and more attacking players. That dude was not gonna park the bus because he, oh, he's having fun. He knows, yeah. He also knows that like things can change in ten minutes. Mm -hmm. But um, 
yeah, like there was no defensive sub for him either. Eventually he pulls Russell out, but um, Russell's still like jumping around on the sidelines like, all right, let's go, guys. Um, just a strange, strange game. Uh, so positives, I don't know. I guess I honestly, it's probably <laughs> it's probably good that the season's over. Like, let's yeah. just let's just pull the plug. <laughs> Yeah. Click click restart. Get your um get your people together. Get it figure out the the head coach and the GM thing. Deal with all there's what like ten players up for free agency right now, including Boxy, um, and like half of the starters. Um so it a lot of fires to put out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was I was just gonna say from a narrative perspective. I mean it it, it sucks, but at the same time that to just think that like it would have been interesting to see a new interim coach like get something done and move forward but continuing this thing of <laughs> this is still heath's legacy and just be like okay right this, it's, this is yeah. kind of the way it should end this honestly is, <laughs> and and this is still you know heath's team and heath's tactics you can't change exactly. everything going into the last game of the season um 100%. was the five two victory last game maybe just the hangover from firing your coach possibly um and then those guys who featured in that including pookie are just coming off of international and traveling as we talked about and um he he had a couple decent looks i think they had two shots on goal in the first half um so yeah, it's you're not expecting too much. And especially when you're going in having been outshot or no, outscored by Kansas City all time. Like yeah, twenty so, twenty two. So long, two, Bridget. So long. Twenty two <laughs> goals to two. Um so now that's uh twenty five to three. Um, the friendliest rivalry. Like neither of those two words apply. It's not friendly nor is it a rivalry. <laughs> no, I th- I think that was the uh, the Minnesota nice thing. Yeah, yeah, and it and it was a funny joke for the first year, and then now, now we're just like stop. Actually, stop it wasn't even the first us, year. Already dead. It wasn't even the first year. That was just after um, that was just after that Open Cup game in 2016 NASL, mm-hmm. and like and then it was funny. But um, yeah, MLS keeps riding that, and I know both teams have said like no, just stop. Um, uh, let me ask you this really quick. So you 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 mentioned those players that are all up. Um, the big one, okay, Bigotes making himself known. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Boxall gets the goal, responsible for the goal, but he's he's always been such a leader and presence on this team. Uh, there have been hints, rumors that you know maybe it's not retirement, but maybe he wants to just get back to New Zealand and finish his career in New Zealand. Um, I'm just going to ask you, what do you think? Do you think this is his last match, his last goal as a loon? Uh, I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, he's he's one of the few guys who's been here from the start with MLS, right? He He's the veteran player who you want around. He's, he's a good spokesman for the squad. Um, there have been a, a you know a few glimpses this season where it's obvious he's kind of reflecting on the entire thing. Um, you know the last few home games, uh, the the amount of time that he takes on the pitch, just kind of taking everything in. He, probably not entirely because of a loss, because he is the guy who's you know next game up, let's go. Um, so that's definitely. Uh, I can see him. He was surprised by Heath getting fired as well. Um, he was kind of bummed because he thought it was, you know, it was their responsibility, and this one guy is is taking the axe for it. Um, he was trying that to turn. Sounds so much like him too. Like that's yeah, the kind of guy. Yeah. He, is. he, I, I think it was Greeter. He, he said that. Um, yeah. He, they were talking about how Trap and, and Boxy got calls from Sherry Ballard afterwards saying, like, hey, uh, this is what happened. Here's what we're doing going forward for the final two games. And he was like, this, like, it 
it was on all of us. He called Heath afterwards and like apologized and <laughs> wished him the best and was like, wow. yeah. sorry that Glad sorry that. that you took the hit for, you know, all of us, you know, performing this way. That's a classic um, guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's one that I think we would, most of us would miss here. And as a fan, I would miss him here. As media, I would miss him here. He's he's the guy you want to go to in the locker room. He's a guy you, you want to talk to, whether it's a win or a loss or a friendly, whatever. Um, he's 35. Uh, two kids. I mean, partly he's he's made his home here. He's got two little, little ones. One of them, I think, was born here um but seven years i was thinking about it too like my little one was was in preschool yeah he took this team (laughs) yeah a middle schooler bridget (laughs) yeah yeah my my niece was not even born yet um there you go yeah uh yeah i think his oldest is like eight or nine so she was yeah, I, re- I remember seeing pictures of he and uh, Robin Lud and Tyler Miller all kind of lived near each other, and the dogs and the kids all played together. So, um, but it, yeah, I can see where, and Robin's another one also up for free agency. Um, but yeah, I I would definitely not fault him for you know wanting to to maybe go back home, uh, fresh start somewhere to kind of finish things out um i'm sure this isn't the way he would want to go out with minnesota um but i mean where like how long do you hang on to something and and fight for it right uh so we'll see i i think out of the out of that list i feel like he's one that you would want to keep around just for um I mean, he's the minutes leader. He's the appearances leader. He's always playing. He, I think there was that one game that he was out injured like last year, and that was so weird that like he wasn't even like on the bench um, for the first game in years. Um, so I think for consistency's sake, he's the one that you want to keep. But also, like at some point, you got to just let the guy go. So yeah, and, and maybe um, there's a possibility of a coaching situation or transition there if he's interested in that and they're interested in it too. You know, I mean he he's he's yeah he could so much respect through not just yeah. the players, but I think even the FO that if he's just like yep. hey, just let me work with the defense, whatever. Like what yeah, yeah, even even if do? he takes like a, <laughs> if he takes like a player coach deal and you know is playing but also um, kind of shadowing things and and just supporting them that would be that would be cool but obviously i mean the defense has been an issue and is it time for something fresh probably um you know he hasn't been at that was one really bad gaffe by him in this game but he hasn't been so many of them were not were not solely on him um, or on him at all. Like it was his best efforts to, to keep them in it for quite a few games. Um, just thinking of all the goal line clearances from him where he had to go sprinting in from midfield to cover yep. um, when he was body actually supposed to be pressing. Yeah. Body yep. Just like, it, it doesn't look like he's coming in that hard. Then you just see the other player like fly over. Fly, the, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Past the he out of bounds and like into the marquees. You're like, dang. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to, he doesn't even have to be moving and the, and the guys go flying. But yep. um, I mean, it just considering like the strange. It, yeah. I think we've talked about it before. It, it was weird to see all the yellow cards from him this year and, and some of the just blatant fouls that weren't just like big dudes standing his ground. Um, so maybe there's, maybe there's some frustration there too. And, and maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's thinking about that, but, um, I don't know, start, start fresh, but you still get all those pieces that, that can work and that can like, uh, he's been the one to kind of keep the back line together through all of these changes. So, um, but yeah, it's a it's a long list, and out of that list, he he's the one I would want to keep around just for that fact because he is that guy. But at the same time, like focus on these younger guys who 
you know, maybe can uh, maybe can be that spark moving forward. But any um, before we transition into where the, where the actual playoffs are, any last word just kind of on this? You know, it, it really does feel not just like a chapter, but an entire book closure. <clears throat> on the last yeah. seven years or so i'll, I'll, I'll let you uh <laughs> let you have the final word uh i don't even know um i think the next the next move by this club is going to set the tone moving moving forward obviously um and it will it's going to show whether they've been listening to supporters um the last six years six and a half years well, um, if, if it was zeller it was from day one seven. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so we'll see well it's gonna show whether you know what their commitment is moving forward to the community as well as the club um and we we already kind of know where things stand there but yeah. um actually posted a thing regarding that i'm just like like the the fo mm -hmm. and the supporters need like massive group mm -hmm. and family therapy for repair mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean if if sherry wants to make a mark on her time here as, as ceo um where she's been doing most of the behind the scenes work and we haven't seen a whole lot of her really until Heath got fired um but if she wants to really set things up uh we already kind of know where the community things stand we've we've talked about the uh the stadium lot plans a little bit um uh or rather the lack of plans um so it, they whoever they select as coaches i think there's going to be a, a pretty quick indictment either way of all right, are we actually going for, you know, rebuilding this with some community involvement, um, some community outreach, or are we just looking for a guy who, you know, fits the budget and, uh, you know, can get us through a transition period? And I think they need to go all in, drop the money now. Oh, yeah. Um, after seven years of that, you can't just, you know, chip away at it you you gotta start completely fresh i think so um i don't know it's gonna be a really busy crazy wonder, off season just gonna throw this out there do you ever wonder what tony senna is doing these days and then maybe and i'm not saying he even <laughs> wants to coach this team but like there's I a mean, name he's... and a guy that has legit credentials and <clears throat> i don't know for me i mean he's me, a like go ahead I think he's a little busy on more important things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is. Very <laughs> so if he's in my neighborhood, like every Friday, uh, but yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's doing the work on the ground and I don't, he would be great. And I know that he gets along with the FO, like they, they partner on quite a few things and he's like linked with the organization quite a bit, but um, yeah, I don't think he'd, he'd make that step back into franchise stuff um i think he'd, he'll just stay where he's at and and even if he were to i know he's not the guy who'd like drop what he's doing in order to do that he would keep that stuff up but sure. but um i don't know it's there's quite a i think we threw out a bunch of names uh on the last yeah. show too but um I was there's just a bunch of good ones and there's yeah yeah local there's, legend i mean uh, there's a few other guys who we've seen around still i mean alan merrick's still like well up until covid was coaching the men's club team at the u of m but i i think he's still active on youth stuff but um i don't know i i think it's time for some younger guy who's gonna just you know rebuild things and just because this club has been like well that's just the way the game is for so long and it doesn't have to be that way 
Um, we've we've seen that with other clubs, younger guys coming in and and just kind of completely reshaping that idea. So some guy um, named Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria that rebuilds the team of <laughs> first division Peruvian players. <laughs> Get Gaese yep, in here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. No, um, are, are we going to see Gio? I doubt it. Look, <laughs> look elsewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be the. It's just going to set the tone for everything with the community, with the supporters, with the with the club. So um, and who you keep on the team is obviously going to be shaped by that as well. So you know when are we going to see all these decisions made i don't know because obviously you're not, gonna, you're not going to be like, like yes, you're not going to be like doing the contract negotiations well before you even have a have a coach um right. i haven't heard anything recent but i've also been out of it for the last couple of weeks um well, and that timeline is so short i mean yeah i mean November as soon already. as as soon as the season is is done done you know across the league we're gonna we're gonna see those player meetings happen and and that's where um free agents basically cut cut the cord and leave um right away so um yeah they they have to get things rolling but um yeah we'll we'll see we will we will we'll we'll uh do updates as they come but let's let's get you all updated here as decision day finalized and we now have a full bracket um so we'll do the east here first since that's where things started yesterday your two wild card teams are going to be charlotte making their debut in postseason uh against new york red bulls who i learned bridget i don't know if you knew this or not apparently they have the longest playoff streak in terms of like consistency i believe it was 14 seasons now which is pretty awesome so good on them even though they barely snuck in, they still got in. <laughs> they made it. <laughs> they made thanks it. Thanks to thanks to uh, the young guns, uh, Tolkien mm-hmm. with that PK. Yep, yep. Uh, so whoever wins that match will play the amazing FC Cincinnati. We've talked both about that narrative, Cincinnati and St. Louis City. Just those, those are the stories that we will continue to highlight. That messiness is buried. Uh, just incredible stories there. Um, <laughs> On the other side, or rather staying on that side, we also have uh, Orlando City will be hosting Nashville. This one caught my eye. This is Columbus Crew, I believe, is hosting Atlanta. That sounds like a tasty matchup <laughs> right there. Who knows what's going to happen? So I'll be yeah. chatting with Primo Jeff. I'm sure he's anxious for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Philly hosting the uh, Revolution. And I think that kind of wraps him up there on the East. Anything stand out there for you, Bridget? Uh, I'm just gonna say it was it was cool to have another decision day where things are really completely shuffling. Um, you know those those first and second spots were pretty much locked in for both conferences, but um, to see that much movement and for everything to come down to the wire, you know you're you're watching teams um, find out if if they're in or out like from the sideline after the game. Uh, thinking Montreal. Um, you know, find, like finishing their game and then and then just watching the score lines and finding out that they're out, even though they had they had won. Um, and that so, was like a goal differential thing, wasn't it? Because they had yeah, the same amount of points as I as think Charlotte. so. Yeah, I think so. Brutal. Um, yeah, but it's and it's going to also be interesting with um, you know, I I like all of. All these teams are going to be exciting for that that first game, but then it's it's not single game elimination anymore. After that after that play in round, it's going to be best of three. So um, it kind of ups the ante for for a lot of these matchups. Uh, so that's that's going to be really interesting, but especially on the East, I think. But um, yeah, cool cool to see Charlotte pull it off. That yeah. I was a little surprised, honestly. I mean, you, you think about the success of these newer teams. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati and St. Louis will just keep repeating it, but Charlotte getting in there too. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see newer clubs having such short term, if not like in St. Louis's case, absolute <laughs> immediate success. Like we haven't had yeah. something like this yeah. 
ever. <laughs> and to do it without, I mean, both of those, both of them are teams that don't have, you know, the, the big names. They're, <laughs> they, they had to finish it off against Messi, but, you know, they, they've done the whole season without, you know, any flashy players on the roster, really. It's, you know, they're just chipping away at it and making it work. And um, it shows you what you can do. Uh, you don't have to have Messi on your squad in order to get somewhere. Um, cool. So I think that's it's going to set an interesting tone for, um, you know, the well, the next expansion club is San Diego. That's another yep. thing we can talk about. But yeah, um, but it does set uh, it does set a new mark. Um, I think for expansion sides coming in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's hop to the West here. So, uh, your wild cards. Obviously, that's pretty much what Minnesota was shooting for and did not make. So, uh, with with all the shuffling that you were just alluding to there, Bridget, uh, the Quakes come in at nine and. SKC actually jump into at eighth because it was bananas up until the last mm-hmm. second there. Um, so those two will play, and then the winner of that match will take on the aforementioned uh, amazing St. Louis City that have just really done. Uh, what do you want to say? First time ever that an expansion team wins the entire freaking division in pretty dominating uh, uh, style. I mean, yeah, incredible, incredible. Um, it it would be really fun to see them having to play Sporting Kansas City in a best of three. Hey, you know, <laughs> I like I like it too. And, actually, and by fun, I mean as a neutral. I'm sure both those fan bases would kind of hate that after the first yeah. game. But um, but I mean, those, those it's going to be not that far from each other too. So nope. that's, uh, it's going to be a really good postseason for the neutrals. So. Yeah. We also got uh, so coming in at two was Seattle. They're taking on the seven Dallas uh, LAFC, who usually were one or two. They are three, and they're going to host the Whitecaps, uh, Vancouver, and Houston, who've kind of been pretty consistent, kind of in that mid range most of the most of the season. They finished four, so they'll take Real Salt Lake at five. That one could be really interesting because those two teams, you know, very very similar, uh, not just in terms of their points. But in terms of their style, like I, mm-hmm. that one's really hard to call. Yeah, that's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Anything else there you see? No, I mean it's uh, obviously everyone's going to be watching that, you know, the the top seeds. But um, I, yeah, I agree. RSL is going to be an interesting one, um, and. It, again just like it, strange playoff format obviously this year but um i think it is going to be good for you know people just tuning and watch the chaos because as much as much as uh decision day was chaos i think that isn't it remind me and the listeners too it's it's you said best of three and it, and it goes straight to pks is, is that it if it's, if it's a tie I remember something about there's no extra time up until like the semifinal or quarterfinal. There's so many. Yeah, I think I think because it is. Yeah, I think because it is best of three. There, there's no like extra. There's no extra periods or anything. It would just go straight to PK. Um. So yeah, it'll be it'll be kind of weird uh a little bit a little Imagine bit like mls making up rules that nobody else follows right? Bridget. Strange, huh? <laughs> um how do we set ourselves apart this season let's do a format yeah, that yeah, nobody yeah. understands right. um but you know it'll it'll keep it exciting i think uh similar to the league's cup format so uh i mean we saw that work um that was not a best of three but um why? I mean, why the hell not? I guess, but um, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll keep people, most people, interested. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to some of these matchups for like one game, but do I want to watch best of three? Yeah, not all of them. I mean, it it uh, so that I think once we had that first playoff 
the play-in games set, I think it'll be um, a little bit more interesting to kind of look at how things shape up and, and what games are going to be decent or not um, as a best of three uh, format. But um, yeah, I mean, they do have, uh, I think the first game is, they've got like a week and a half. It's going to be a midweek start um, for those games. So they do at least have a little bit more time in the run-up to to kind of prepare and and set up for these things. Well, uh, I think we can probably take a break there for the local and the national, and we'll come back with some internationals. Yeah. Stick around. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Before we uh, get into the uh, international section, we're going to highlight the new expansion team starting next year. Uh, Bridget already mentioned it, San Diego, not loyal, FC. We're, <laughs> we're doing the FC thing again. Um, they they dropped their crest, their shield. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the shield, Bridget? Um, it was funny because all of the headlines said San Diego releases new identity. And their identity is San Diego Football Club with a crest that um, could have been done on, you know, word art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just on its own, I guess it's okay. Kind of a like a funky lines um, circle, presumably a ball um, inside of a of a shield just says San Diego on top, FC in the center. Um, okay on its own, kind of the same boring stuff that we've come to come to expect the last few seasons. Um, their color is going to be like, like... Like San Diego loyal and then Adidas just did Adidas things. They're like, no way, absolutely not. <laughs> Simplify. I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> actually, that's a possibility. Um, yeah their colors are going to be like chrome and blue <laughs> um yeah i mean on its own i guess okay whatever um you know we had these talks about charlotte and like every other expansion team in the last five years but um you know when when this is the when this is the franchise that won out against san diego loyal <laughs> that's it's just an extra um kind of an extra blow uh, to that whole situation, right? But um, yeah, I it's probably going to change. Honestly, that's early. Uh, we've seen those made over a few times. Um, <laughs> and we've seen massive failures that last like a few months and then uh, go back right. to the previous one. Hi, Chicago. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I guess there's no pressure because you're like, it's not a permanent thing anymore. Like you can just change it in a year if shirts aren't selling. Um, And then be like, okay, now that we know our community and who wants in, we will make something that's maybe better or maybe worse. Stay tuned. Um, So yeah, just a, just a strange first step for San Diego, um, which is really the only reason I wanted to mention it. Otherwise, I don't think we would have uh, covered that. But um, yeah, just just a strange way to start. Um, yet another strange way to start and what was already a strange start to the expansion, given yeah, the yeah. Uh, San Diego ties. So indeed. So yeah, uh, okay. um, typical typical MLS. And with that, we will move on from MLS. <laughs> uh let's see so we had international break over the past uh week and a half two weeks um i will fully admit that doing uh uh things i was not fully tuned in um u.s men's national team played a couple matches uh i heard the germany match was not great to say the Mm -hmm. least they kind of got smoked um but then they kind of turned around and played ghana 
who has also been a, a thorn in this team's side for oof, a decade at this point, maybe more, yeah. at, at least at least two World Cups, maybe three. Um, and they smoked them 4-0. Uh, really good goals. Uh, Ghana also looked like crap. <laughs> they did <laughs> not play well. <laughs> they, they did not look like yep. the Ghana of the, of the 20, what was it? I don't even remember. 2016 World Cup or what, whenever the last couple ones were um, that that knocked them out many, many times. They yeah, they just didn't look good. Um, so I don't know. Any 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 takes on I, I've, I've listened to a couple podcasts and I love that like men and blazers always say we don't read into friendlies, but we're going to read into friendlies. We're going to win the world. <laughs> I'm like, good job, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd expect to do just a little bit better against Germany, like not completely come out flat, um, which is what they did. Um, but yeah, the Ghana's uh, slightly higher stakes, obviously, just because we we know the history there. Um, and it's it's a better measure. But again, that's only if you're looking at the same Ghana team, which this wasn't, as you noted. Um, but at the same time, like uh, I've seen a, a few pundits even be like, okay, well, that was cool. But let's like move on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. because because this is um you know Burnhalter coming back we've got you know Burnhalter 2.0 uh Gio Reyna did score uh what was it like two goals in that game uh yeah, against yeah. Ghana um very active yeah so I mean it, it I think it's you know the a sign of a of a new start but I don't think it's really much more than that because we've we've read into friendlies before and um, you know early games before and uh, been completely uh, not sh- I won't say shocked but you know it, it it's not really a marker for for the men's national team. Yeah. Um, they it do would be nice. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. I mean it's. With some of the recent developments, I mean, it's a good sign. We just found out Tyler Adams, who did not play mm-hmm. in these games, um, who aggravated or developed a new hamstring issue after coming back from his hamstring issue to play in the Carabao Cup, um, had another hamstring surgery and will be out until February. So he's going to miss the winter camps um, for the U.S., uh, but it was already next man up mentality in these games anyway. Um, so I think as, as long as the other guys, you know, stay healthy and they, they kind of keep things together, um, we'll kind of see how things behind the scenes go. Obviously that's still kind of, um, kind of a red flag. Um, everyone's just kind of watching how things shake out, but, um, it's, I mean, cool. They they, they won. Gio had some nice goals, um, but yeah, it's it's too early to really uh, say too much. And I mean, after is it January is the next big camp? There might be one before that, but January is the big one. Um, so kind of see how things come together at that point. I think that's yeah. going to be a better marker of kind of where they're at going into uh 2024 right oh thank you for that good segue what i was going to say is i hope that the federation is trying to pull together at least one not a few cone friendlies because mm-hmm. very shortly this summer Copa america is going to kick off here and in mexico and canada already splitting it's like the warm-up for the world cup basically and uh, again, this is more foreshadowing. I'm going to talk about for Brazil, but Brazil's kind of vulnerable right now. So it's like, man, if you can get the current Brazil squad with the current Brazil coach between <laughs> like now and March, maybe it's not a W, but maybe you can get a, a draw, which would be yeah. a nice yeah. boost. <laughs> yep. So who knows? If you're listening, Federation, I know you are. Book a couple of those. Um, I'm just going to go straight into that because I set it up. Um, it, it's been a rough ride in Seleção Brasileira for the past uh, couple weeks. They tied Venezuela. I'll put a footnote there as well. 
and then they lost to Uruguay, their first loss in um, in World Cup qualification play in eight years, Bridget, uh, almost a decade, um, which is kind of an incredible thing to say. But uh, yeah, they, they did not look good. There's a lot of talk of, you know, the coach is an interim guy. They're still work, waiting on Enchilati, which again is just weird. It's very strange. Um, so I don't think they're going to do anything because usually just a placeholder. But uh, I guess the big narrative of this one is, well, first of all, let's credit where credit's due. Uruguay looked great. Uh, that diving header, just like a cannon. I, I don't know if you saw that goal. It was ridiculous. Beautiful, beautiful header. That was um, that was the one that I watched. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. I mean, yeah. what can you say? Just laser header. Um but yeah, you know, the, this, the big narrative story here is that Neymar gets absolutely destroyed. And it's one of those where the way he landed and just stayed down minutes mm-hmm. past, I think it was like maybe 10 minutes and then gets stretchered out. You're like, okay, this is really bad. And at that point, I was thinking he broke something like it. it yeah. That's kind of the way it looked. Um, we learned that it is a double tear ACL and meniscus, which I mean, having gone through i haven't had torn either of those and i think you've had some issues around those areas like mm-hmm. in terms of a break what's the healing timeline there they're about the same right if you have a meniscus and an acl versus like a broken bone i mean you're dealing with close to a year there right uh for yeah it's those two areas are so close that i, I mean if you repair one you're kind of um, messing with the other anyway so um it's not like having uh it's a little different from having like acl and mcl um but they say like for most people yeah it's like 10 12 months um for neymar it might be it might be a little bit less just because of his fitness level but um considering he actually just came back from from that other surgery i mean it's um that might uh not work in his favor quite so well but um yeah and that and that's just to you know be healthy and and start working out again that's uh you know going going a full 90 for an international squad is is going to be quite some quite some time but yeah exactly yeah thanks for that so like so he's he's out for a significantly significant amount of time he was he was all fully wrapped on crutches, uh, leaving the stadium. Just did not look good. Um, now, I mean, on the positive side, the bench is deep. There'll be other people that can do something similar. Maybe not exactly what he can do, but, you know, it, it's not like, a, oh, no, panic, whatever. It's more that squad needs to get it together. They need to get Ancelotti in there and figure out yeah. exactly what the identity is going to be because right now, it's, yeah, it's you, kind of a mess. you lose you lose your your leader and the guy who that like most of your tactics are formulated around um so it's it yeah that's gonna yep. be uh plus a plus a bit of a morale issue oh, yeah because just i mean just seeing him go down like that and as a guy who who does <laughs> go down often but you don't see him stay down like yes. that he's he's not the type to stay um so i think that after you know those first few minutes that's when everyone started to think well shit like this yeah. this is not good um and, and i'm sure that was and the keeper too like they were very worried yeah, too they, they yeah. saw him not getting up yeah yeah i mean <laughs> nobody nobody wants to be the guy who does that to no. Neymar, right? i mean i mean you don't want him there but you don't really want to do it that way so yes. um yeah, it scary moment. I'm I'm sure for for a few of his teammates as well, who um, now have to you know go into a game without him. But um, yeah, yeah. So to that point, they are sitting in third, barely, which which kind of brings in the the big surprise and kind of the big positive so far of all these qualifications. Bridget, the one team that has never gone to the World Cup from Colmebol. You probably know the answer to this. Who is it? Starts with a V, ends with a Zuela. Venezuela. <laughs> little little hint there for you. <laughs> Thank you. 
so so they are having a ridiculous campaign right now they've won their last two and they've so short long story short they are right behind brazil right now in fourth place in a very comfortable qualified spot now there's a lot more to go but just the fact that they're that high this early means things are going well um jefferson sortedo everybody knows that name like he's tearing it up there's a bunch of other really good players a bunch of young players um I, I didn't mention it but before that brazil lost to uruguay they tied venezuela so venezuela is like no fear they're just like it, it, it's that mentality where they have nothing to lose so they're just playing to play and then they're getting these ridiculous results so good for them uh that is the positive out of playing the ball um argentina could use to be number one should be no surprise there Let's um, jump. Where should we go? Do you want to do uh, evil, evil Spanish guy in Jamaica? I'll give you both those. <laughs> <laughs> which which evil Spanish guy? There's so many. Which, <laughs> which one are we going to hit? <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, let me get that story pulled up here real quick. I can set it up for you if you, if, while you're grabbing it. So, yeah. Um, just when we thought we'd we'd seen the last of Vilda, we were joking about this before we started recording. Like for whatever reason, my brain wants to call him Vidal, <laughs> just like mixing the <laughs> dyslexic letters. It's Vilda, Vilda, um, who obviously was directly involved in the whole mess with uh, Hermoso and all the women and everything. It was just bad, bad, bad. And we 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 just you know, as as people that believe in in consequences and retribution <laughs> if, if the world functioned correctly you know he'd be out of a job but uh uh not so much the case bridget that's just not the way the world goes these days <laughs> no it's funny if you google his name you get all the headlines that are like the untouchable manager the downfall the um but also morocco hire ex bain women's manager jorge Vilta. <laughs> um so yeah morocco confirms the appointment of vilda in a short statement on thursday this was thursday of last week um morocco who has done pretty pretty well um yeah men's and women's just super impressive lately yeah uh so right now they're going into that um the african cup the women's Mm. um the olympic qualifying tournament uh they'll be facing namibia um over two legs in the second round of that qualifier uh and that is happening this month but um yeah so (laughs) i don't even i don't even know what to say about this dude anymore and it's I mean, he so he's Correct replacing, reaction. yeah, he's replacing Reynald Pedros, um, who <laughs> you go from the guy who it was their best ever finish in World Cup this past summer, um, and then you bring in Bilda, um, and who was fired because of stuff at that exact same World Cup, so. There's just, it's further proof of the massive disconnect between federations and their women's sides. Um, And, uh, you know, just their disconnect from women in general, Um, obviously. Um, Yeah, I won't go. We we could say plenty of things on that. Yeah, I I I think that's that's a good summary (laughs) and it sucks. Um, And I got to think of a positive one because we're getting dark now. Because the next one's also dark. Yeah, because let's <laughs> let's further dig that hole. Um, yeah, yeah, take it away. <laughs> so now in Jamaica, uh, and we've we've covered this um, the last couple months. Um, the reggae girls not getting paid, um, and then they had no coach, and now. Um, just yesterday they have chosen to withdraw from two women's gold cup qualifiers next week uh quote due to constant mistreatment from their national governing body um so i'm just going to read off this is this is the reuters 
article, um, according to a statement shared on social media by members of the squad, the team have not received full and correct payment for their World Cup performance or bonuses for qualifying for that tournament. They also alleged they received information about their coaching, medical, and equipment staff in an untimely manner and through unprofessional means. They only received confirmation of their new head coach three days prior to their report date, and this came through social media despite efforts to have direct communication with the Jamaica Football Federation. I just imagine a TikTok or something dropped. Like, Here's your coach, everybody. What is happening? Yeah. So oh, the players as a whole write a notice to uh to the to the team and the federation saying that they will not be playing. Um so essentially they are boycotting. Uh, which forces the Federation to withdraw um, from those games, uh, which would have been in Panama on October 25th and then against Guatemala at in Kingston on October 29th. Uh, the Federation says that this is a contract uh, goes against their contract. It requires each player to explain the reason for not being available, but they did note that it, they did receive one email from a player purporting to represent all players. Um, so just, just the way that the Federation is responding to this email saying that, look, we're boycotting and this is ridiculous. The Federation is like, yeah, they did not handle that <laughs> correctly. Um, I'm just shaking my head. Yep, that's really, that is really all you can, all you can do. Um, So yeah, the, the, the players say for these reasons, we take our stance in solidarity um, with the hope to end the cycle of mistreatment. Um, So, I mean, and you can, you can speak, we'll go back to to Spain for a minute. Like they, um, their boycott, I think, kind of emboldened some other teams to, to really take a stand. Um, and of course that boycott ended with them being forced to report unhappily um, to training. But um, I think that kind of gave them a little bit more confidence to just stand up and, and do this thing. And obviously things weren't, things weren't great prior to the world cup either. Uh, they were, they weren't getting, um, they weren't getting paid on time. Nothing was, was going the way it should have been. Um, we've talked about, we, I think we've talked about that in years, years past, probably the, the last world cup as well, but, um, yeah, so just you know, consistent failures all around by the federation. We'll see if this, um, judging from their initial response, I it, it seems like it's gonna go pretty much the same way as the the Spanish boycott did. But um, good for them for standing up. There has been a lot of uh, international support since that news came out. Um, so we'll see if that we'll see if it goes anywhere um and we'll see if this new coach can uh can maybe improve things and work for the players rather than just being the dude who's brought in and announced to you via social media <laughs> just the whole thing is i i don't even know what to say on these stories anymore but the, the yeah. bar is just so low that even just a simple basic act of decency and like not posting on uh-huh. social media something like that is is it feels like a win it feels like a huge victory yeah. and it's just like yeah can we just do maybe a little bit more <laughs> i mean and this and this is happening like just months after not even months like yeah one month since everyone was saying well maybe the whole spanish federation thing is is just you know day one of a of a new a new chapter in women's soccer <laughs> and then Filter goes to Morocco and then Jamaica has to boycott in order to get paid um and to know oh, who man. they are working for and with and um yeah so uh things are great in women's soccer 
Hold on, hold on. Okay, thank you for that because I'm gonna try and spin it a little bit here. Just to, I'm trying to channel Rodrigo because he's always got one ready to go for on the positive side. So on the positive side, we had the Libertadores final, uh, women's final yesterday. Uh, all Brazilian final, Corinthians and Palmeiras, and I was just catching up. Did not watch it, but Corinthians win it one nil. So congratulations to the Corinthians women. Once again, I I'm trying. I was scrolling through here to see how many titles this now is. Uh, oh, here we go. It is one, two, three, four. So their fourth Libertadores championship win. Congrats to them. It's kind of funny. Nice. Well, not funny. It's it's interesting though because it's like they're sandwiched in between so many. It's like 19 Corinthians, 20 off, 21 Corinthians, 22 Palmeiras, who they played, 23 <laughs> Corinthians. It's just like boom, boom, boom. They're all in there. So congratulations to them. Um, nice. I've got a funny one too, just to end with, because I think it's hilarious. Um, so league, uh, I don't know if you saw this one or not, Bridget, I put it on the IG. They're having some difficulties uh, getting sponsors and getting airtime to actually have coverage for the entire league, not just the team, the entire league. Uh, their package that they're trying to sell to networks and things like that was not cheap. It was over half a billion. It was like 600 something million, right? And so unsurprisingly, all the networks are like, uh, no, <laughs> we are not going to pay that for a mediocre league. <laughs> so, so the networks so are present, like, um, who are you? Yeah, exactly. So at present, at, at the time of this recording, there there is no media coverage for next season for Liga, which is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. sure it will change. I'll, you know, with with our luck, and again, the way the universe works, I'm sure like a Saudi company will pick it up. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah. cover it for sure. Um, yeah, uh, some ridiculous. some Sultan is going to be like, no, I need to watch my team that I gave money to once. Right. Um, Wow. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just yeah. silly. And, and very demonstrative of just where we're at in mm-hmm. all the corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all I have, unless you have something else. <laughs> nope. That's a good all question. I <laughs> we'll just, if, if we could turn all the tragedy into a couple laps, we've, we've done our job. That's, yeah. We, we should just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, thank you, listeners. Uh, Speedy recovered Rodrigo. Hopefully we'll have him back in a couple weeks here. And thank you, Bridget, as always. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN football show is the place to support the pod. And uh, yeah, we'll see where we go from here. We'll, we'll have plenty of other things to look at too. And we'll definitely be observing uh, all the things that Bridget mentioned, because my goodness, the, uh, the hole is deep <laughs> and the, there's a lot of work to do in the next and what, apparently we're months? still apparently we're still just digging the hole so oh, um great. yeah super all awesome. right well yeah awesome we'll leave it there <laughs> until next time Ciao. Bye.